everyone, and welcome to the American Israelite Newspaper Podcast, the Let There Be Light Podcast. And I am your co, your host today, Natanel Ted Deutsch. I am here by myself because my co-host Julia um, Olson, who is our assistant editor here at the paper, has been sick, and we were going to do the podcast on Thursday, and she was uh, she was I think she had as a, uh, a virus. And then we switched to Friday, and then we were going to do it today, Monday, and she's still feeling ill. And so I said, well, I'll just do it by myself, and um, I'm not the greatest, and that's for sure. And I'd be the first to admit that. But I will um, go through most of the paper from last week. And also, it is Purim Eve. And so we have um, groggers here at the paper ready to do a little groggering, and Purim uh, starts tonight at sundown, so we'll be listening to Megillah tonight, and then also again tomorrow morning, and a shout out to uh, Melissa Hunter, uh, who is a, an assistant editor here at the paper, whose birthday was yesterday, um, March 5th, and then last week was uh, Gary Kirsch's, Dr. Gary Kirsch's birthday, and also Julie Brooks' birthday. Um, so right now I have to get a package from UPS, so I'm just not going to pause anything. I'm just going to go get the package. Where were we? So we were wishing uh, Julie Brooke a birthday and, um, and also Dr. Gary Kirsch. And actually my birthday starts at sundown tonight, which is March 7th, which this year is Purim. So let's start with the news. The news uh, this week is, so this is uh, the issue of uh, Thursday, March 2nd, and today is Monday, March 6th, but we are reading from the paper of Thursday, March 2nd, which is also the Purim issue. So on uh, Adith Israel is to host a movie screening of the Jane's documentary, which is on Sunday, March 12th which would be this coming Sunday, not, not yesterday. Today would be the 6th, so yesterday would be the 5th. Next Sunday, on Sunday, March 12th at 7 p.m., the Adith Israel Advocacy Committee will host a screening of The Janes, and The Janes is a documentary recount of a group of unlikely outlaws who were uh, defying the state legislature in, I believe, the state of Illinois, and it was a felony to do anything about abortion or this and that. And so they were helping women that were uh, wanting to have abortions um, uh, get abortions and go to other states for it. So it's an interesting movie if you're a supporter or if you're not a supporter, you might want to go see this movie just to uh, enlighten yourself as to both sides of the argument. All right, moving on um, is... Our next top story is, uh, which was written by Julia Olson, uh, HUC Library honors three retirees for 100, uh, 100 years of service at the uh, Clow Library. Uh, they are, the, these are uh, librarians that have now retired, and they are Laura Wolfson, uh, Margalit Tall, and Lisa Ben-Hur, whose maiden name is Lisa Keene, who was in my class at Wanted Hills, and there's a picture of a cake they had for, um, they had a party there on February 22nd, 
um, amongst the uh, periodicals and all the books. And it's a very well-known library because they have a ton of materials there. And a lot of people and the students use them for uh, reference and to write stories and to write uh, papers and for PhD um, inform, you know, uh, documents and in information. And uh, so it's a very well-known library. And they are now retiring, um, and we're going to wish them well. We wish all of them very well in their future pursuits. Um, they all did a great job for many, many years. Uh, Friday Night Shabbat is our next top story, and that was held at the new Ish Garage, which is in Northside at uh, 4089 Lang Langland Street, Northside, is the site of the new Ish Garage. And there's a picture of many people that were at the uh, Friday Night Shabbat and several children, and many kids were there too, and um, everybody had a great time. There is a, um, I think, and there's a Friday Night Shabbat. There was one uh, last Friday, which was at um, Wise Temple, and there's one coming up this Friday. I don't know the exact location. You can look it up. If you want to go to Friday Night Shabbat, um, they'll have a schedule there, and you can look up when the schedule is and what's coming up this Friday. That would be uh, March 9th. Wait a minute. March 10th. Sorry, March 10th. Oh, sorry. So here's, it's right here in the calendar. Um, Friday, March 10th, is Friday Night Shabbat is being held at Northern Hill Synagogue from 5 to 7 p.m. And a couple other things in there. Uh, coming up, this is of interest to me. Um, on Sunday, March 19th, the Marison JCC is having a pickleball tournament from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., registration fee required. But still, I'd like to go see uh, how pickleball is played and what you do and how it's played and all that stuff. Uh, that's coming up um, Sunday, March 19th, a couple Sundays from now. All right, so um, in national news, the plan, there was a – Day of Hate was planned for, I guess, was the last week end of February, and uh, the 25th. It was planned for uh, Saturday, February 25, and I was on security patrol at um, Shari Torah, so all day I was thinking that something, you know, I, I took over, there's, there's, a, uh, there's two shifts, uh, there's a 9 a.m. and a 10.30, 10.30, 9 to 10.30 and 10.30 and noon shift, and I was the second shift from 10.30 till noon. And I kept thinking during the whole time I was walking the perimeter, looking for anything out of the ordinary, um, that something might happen. And uh, luckily, nothing did happen. And uh, nothing did happen anywhere in America. So it all turned out to be just a big fizzle. That nothing happened. And thank, thank you that nothing did happen. But everybody was so keyed up on it. I know um, a number of the organizations I'm a member of were all keyed up on it and knew about it, and everybody was thinking about what's going to happen. Well, you know, well, you know, could it happen here in Cincinnati? Could it happen anywhere, Columbus, wherever, Cleveland, uh, you know, any small town, and um, nothing did happen. So that's, that's a blessing in disguise. All right. Um, I'm going to roll through some of this stuff because I wanted to get to some of the important stories. There's an important story on page 7 
about American, uh, uh, so it's American patron of Israeli archaeology becomes the focus of New York's antiquities trafficking unit. There is a lot of antiquities that are always moving around the globe, and according to the Manhattan Assistant District Attorney Matthew Bogdanos, there was a number of items that were in the um, Leon Levy Foundation and were related to uh, artifacts that came out of Israel. And some of them, they didn't know where they had come from or what the provenance was or whether they had been stolen. So there's a big investigation going on right now looking into the, you know, where it came from, you know, who got it, um, was it purchased legally, was it just purchased illegally, and it's, 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 it's an ongoing uh, investigation. We'll be reporting on this for the next year or so as to what happened to some of these artifacts and how they got to be in private hands and if they're legally in there or should they go back to, you know, museums in, this, in the countries that they originally came from. All right. Um, there was supposed to be a Bulgarian um, neo-Nazi marching in, um, in Bulgaria this past, I guess about, about a week or so ago. This might have been related to the Day of Hate. And uh, this right-wing um, group wanted to, wanted to, uh, to honor uh, the Nazis and they decided at the last minute to pull their uh, parade permit, and so that was pulled. Um, also in international use, the C chief of the CIA of America believes that um, Iran could produce weapons-grade uranium within weeks. And he was speaking to um, Face the Nation and believes that they're almost at the point of having weapons-grade uranium. So it begs the question, is, is Israel going to do anything? And I think Israel is probably on the ground there right now and looking into what's going on at these facilities and these sites and um, probably will do something right as they're about to enter into uh, making um, weapons-grade uranium. All right, um, the International Fellowship of uh, Christian and Jews um, is pledging $4 million to aid Ukrainian Jews. So there's what's surprising to me is um, that there are 75,000 people that are still in, 75,000 Jews that are still in um, Ukraine, and from what the story reads, it says that there's 5,000 Jews that have emigrated to Israel from Ukraine. And my question is, why would these, I mean, if I was there, I would get out. Uh, I would not stay there. If I was one of the 70,000 people, I would be, you know, would get, be getting out of there as fast as possible because you're probably, you know, it's just, it's not good to be in a war zone. And uh, if someone's offering you aid to get you out of that war zone, I would definitely take it. Now, these people were doing a mitzvah to save people and to help people, but I think if that aid was used to get them out of the country, I think it would be a lot better off. Um, in Israel news, there, 
Israeli's prime minister was coming out of a meeting that was being held in um, Jordan, um, a security meeting, and he was asked whether or not the construction will stop in um, Judea and Samaria, and he said, yes, he said, we're not committed to stopping it, but the newsman kept pressing. He said, well, we might curb it for a little bit, and it just got blown out of proportion where they're now reporting, well, he said they were going to stop it, and they're not, not stopping it. Um, I think that they were mis- he was misunderstood when they were talking. And if you want to read that article, that's on page 10. There's more Israeli news on page 11 and 12. And then we get to page, and I just want to do a shortened version of the podcast today. So um, on uh, the Purim pages, which are page 13 and 14 this week, actually 14 and 15, um, in our top story of Purim this week, uh, HUC is selling furniture, blank diplomas, pens, and pencils. So HUC is prepping for a going-out-of-business sale to be held sometime this summer or whenever the last rabbinical student has a meltdown from lack of support and drops out of the program. Uh, we're really just waiting for the infrastructure infrastructure of the Cincinnati campus to collapse at an unnamed spokesman for HUC's national administration then we will invite the community to come to campus and purchase what's left of the classroom furniture, liter- library books, and other campus items. Um, in addition, there is also a book by Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Tedman, um, which is Confessions of a Moyle, Secrets from the Third Oldest Profession. Uh, we also have this week Purim 2023 Horoscopes. And a bar mitzvah project draws the attention of the whole world. So when Jimmy, jo- when Jimmy Cohen's uh, bar mitzvah project literally went up in smokes, he had his attention turned to the skies. Cohen, who takes accelerated science classes and is active in his school STEM program, proposed a homemade weather balloon for his bar mitzvah project. In science, we're learning all about barometer readings and climate change. Cohen, who has always dreamed of being a pilot, tells us reporter, I thought this is what I'll do for my project. I'll make a weather balloon to better predict temperature change and wind gusts and show how that affects aviation. Literally know that releasing his initial prototype would make news all around the world. You did hear about the Chinese weather balloon. It was actually a bar mitzvah project. All right. We move on to other Purim news and uh, the obituary of Isabella Zahava Brook. Um, so Bella was the mascot of the American Israelite, and she passed away on, um, I think it's, let me see, I think it was, uh, let me read, I'll read you the, uh, um, the obit, and uh, she passed away on January 11th. And so we've been kind of having heavy hearts around here because uh, she used to bring us uh, um, gifts and she also was a bright spot in the day here at the paper. Um, and I, I cared for that dog quite a bit, and besides Corky, my own dog. So let me just read you. This is on page 15 of the paper this week. Um, and it's an obituary for Isabella Zahava Brook. Isabella Bella Zahava Brook was born April 5th, 2009. 
Her birth mother was Maltese, and her birth father was a Yorkshire Yorkie Terrier, hence she was a Morkie. At six weeks of age, she was adopted by Julie and Barry Brooke, becoming their loving fourth child. Bella was a delicate creature. Her adult weight was predicted to be six to nine pounds, but with the help of a generous appetite and daily table feeding, she grew to be a luscious 13 pounds, five ounces. Okay, she was a little bit zoptic. And though she was one delicious butterball, her family never, ever fat-shamed her. Her softness and fluff were greatly appreciated. Isabella was quite beautiful. A real Shana put it. In fact, her family often referred to as the beauty queen. Her hair was a golden pink, soft and curly. She liked to wear it long and could be counted on to sport a bow or row of pearls, not to mention her crown, dresses, hats, and costumes. She had a fashion sense unknown to most of her pedigree. She smelled amazing. This was noted not only by her parents, but by everyone who picked her up for a kiss. She was bathed regularly, even luxuriating in warm baths. Every day she had her teeth brushed and her hair combed. Bella was sought after by many a male pooch, but never succumbed to their sniffs. She had a number of very promising shadukum offers from Corky Deutsch, son of Stephanie and Nathaniel Deutsch, Moose Sakes of Blessed Memory, son of Pam and Sonny Sakes, and Louis Sakes, also the son of Pam and Sonny Sakes. Much like her idol, Queen Elizabeth I, Bella chose not to marry and to remain a virgin. She also ignored any dog whistles. Her mind and goals were set elsewhere. Wise beyond her years, Bella was homeschooled with the aspirations to one day go into veterinary medicine or possibly the rabbinate. <coughs> okay, wait a minute. So it's it's definitely Purim. Um, so she was uh, unusual for a homeschool. She exuded grace and good manners. Bella enhanced the lives of everyone she met and many who never knew her personally. She had both a Facebook and Instagram account where she was known post pictures and videos of her antics. With 74 followers, she was quite the influencer. Isabella was a true Gudith Nishama. She could bring a smile to strangers and joy to the downtrodden. She was the queen of mitzvot, the ultimate do-gooder. You could see a real dog doing good. Much So I'm going to end it here. Um, I have more to do for Purim, but I think you get the message. If you want to read the rest of the obituary, please Go to page uh, 16, 15. All right. Um, the other story for Purim this week is Netanel Deutsch converts to Yiddish, Yeshivish. Netanel Deutsch converts to Yeshivish and declares the following principles. So I am actually converting to Yeshivish, and I declare that I will live by the following principles. One. Shabbat shall start at sunrise on Friday morning and only end at midnight on Saturday night. Two, the American Israelite will no longer run photos of scantily dressed women or young women. In fact, no women at all. Three, I will take at least one hour to say Shema and two hours Shemona Eshrei every day of the week. I will always dive with my talus over my head and my eyes closed. I will never drink a lachayim unless it's free. I will not dive in any shul unless it has a 30-foot-high lead mehitza. 
I'll only attend a shul where the rabbi gives a sermon of at least one hour on Shabbat morning. I will go to the mikvah three times every day. I will wait, wait at least 12 hours between eating milk and meat. I will only use Shabbat Hanukkah candles that burn for at least six hours. I will start the Seder after midnight each night to make sure it's really, really, really dark. I will wear my strimal, which I've purchased a strimal now, at all times, including the shower and in the mikvah. I will use at least three pairs of tefillin daven every morning. I will go to at least four kiddushes each Shabbat, starting at the early minion at Golf Manor Synagogue, then going to Shari Torah, then going to CZE, and then back to Golf Manor Synagogue for the late, the late ending and the kiddush at Golf Manor to finish. Every night I go to Davin Mink at Shari Torah. I will leave immediately afterwards and go Davin Mariv at CZE or Golf Manor. Johnny Cash, known as the man in black, ain't got nothing on me. And number 18, as the mayor of Schnorville, I will snore to the best of my abilities at all times. I do declare this is all Purim shtick. It's all a big joke. Have some fun. It's Purim. All right. We have to switch gears now and get back to normalcy. Um and our photos this week are uh, of the Federation Impact uh, Breakfast. And uh, if you probably, you probably know most of the people in here, I went around and took photos during the Impact Breakfast. You probably know quite a few people here. Check it out. Uh, this week is the Parsha that we read this Shabbos was Tetzave. And it talks about the... Um, the breastplate on the Kohen Gadol, which is Aaron, and what the priests and all the, what the priests were supposed to wear, and all the different things that the clothing they wore. I'm going to skip uh, letters, the editor, and also op-ed. Um, we did Parsha Tetzave, which is Exodus, and also we also read on this is. Uh, Shabbat uh, Zakor, and we read uh, Parsha Zakor this week, which is um, remembering what um, Amalek did to you on when we were leaving Egypt. And if you remember that um, the, Saul was supposed to d- destroy all the Amalekites, and he left um, a couple uh, women and children that he, and the animals, and he didn't kill them. And then Haman, who we were talking about starting tonight, was an Amalekite. And he was in, um, I think, Agog. There's, uh, the king, Agog, had fathered a child with a woman that was pregnant with uh, an Amalekite. And that's the line of uh, Haman came from Agog, who was um, the Amalekite king. All right, so... We move on to uh, from the pages on page 20. And each week the American Israelite will print an item for the first year's donations are acknowledged for the Ladies Sewing Society for Mrs. Louisa Simmons, the Young Ladies Sewing Society, and Mr. M. Khan, a mayor patroness. All the ladies who usually attend the meetings of the Sewing Society are particularly requested to attend the meeting on Tuesday next, the 6th, at 
uh, as business of importance that we've laid before the meeting. This is from March 2nd, 1855. And from 150 years ago, uh, items, there are now in Palestine about 16,000 Jews, 7,400 in Jerusalem, 4,000 in Safet, 2,000 in Tiberias, 900 in Hebron, 130 in Accra, 130 in Jaffe, 100 in Haifa, 50 in Sichem, and 40 in Shifi Amar. Those are the four largest congregations, uh, Jerusalem, Safet, Tiberias, and Hebron, live almost exclusively on alms. That is from February 28, 1873. All right. Um, I'm going to skip some of these because I'm going to do a shorter podcast today, but I did want to mention a boss mitzvah. This is from 50 years ago. And a boss mitzvah, uh, Mr. Mrs. Gloria Abrams and Mr. Norman Abrams announced the forthcoming boss mitzvah of their daughter, Mary Ann Abrams, who played softball in the softball league, um, who is an act. She's a member of Adith Israel. She was, uh, that was on Friday, March 9 at 8.15 uh, PM at Adith Israel. Friends and relatives are cordially invited to worship with the family. Attend Kiddush following the service. Marianne is the granddaughter of Mr. and Mrs. Ed- Edward Gurin of Dayton and Mr. and Mrs. Max Abrams of Cincinnati. Um, also, I think we did this one last week. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Julian A. Magnus annou- Jr. announced the forthcoming bat mitzvah of their daughter, Nancy Edith, which is Edie Magnus. On Friday, March 2nd at 8.25 at Valley Temple, 122 Springfield Pike, Wyoming. Uh, friends are cordially invited to join with the family in worship and to attend the reception following the service. Nancy is the granddaughter of Mr. and, Mr. and Mrs. John Frank Jr. Sr. and of Mr. Julian A. Magnus and the late Mrs. Magnus, all of Cincinnati. All right. All right, so moving on to um, Jews in the News. And this, this is something I found really interesting. Um, so on March 6th, which was yesterday, today, uh, today the highly anticipated series History of the World Part 2 premieres on Hulu. <coughs> so every Mel Brooks fan knows that the Part 1 was a hilarious 1981 film directed and written by Brooks. Scenes included Moses, played by Brooks, bringing down the Ten Commandments from Mount Sinai. The 1981 film hinted that there would be a part two, but Brooks always said that was a joke. Well, the 95-year-old Brooks was coaxed to co-write a sequel with David Stassen, uh, who's not Jewish. Uh, The Hulu sequel will be in the form of eight half-hour episodes on March 6th. Yes, today, two episodes will will be released. Two more episodes will be released each following day. Uh, March 7th through the 9th. It is unclear if a hilarious scene in the theater, Jews in Space, will be a series, will be a series uh, full skit. As I write this, the cast list is a bit incomplete. The definite Jewish members of the large cast are Pamela Adlon, Evan Shafrin, Richard Kind, Ike Barinholtz, Nick Kroll, Jack Black, Sarah Silverman, Seth Rogen, David Duchovny, 
David Wayne, Josh God, Gad, Emily Red, Red, Redskowski, Jake Johnson. All right. So that's uh, something to look out for. You probably want to watch that. That's going to be History of the World Part 2. And uh, that's now out. All right. So we move on to Shea Renee is our dining out um, uh, review of the week. And uh, Lori Kleiner Eckert has a um, column out this week. Um, and Cheryl Pacros has a column out this week about a new kosher cookbook. And then we get to uh, death notices and obituaries. All right. Um, death notices. George Stewart, uh, age 95, February 6, 2023, 15 Shavat, 5783. Martin Everett Webster, age 78. February 17th, 2023, 27 Shabbat, 5783. Donald Stepner, age 83, February 19, 2023, 28 Shabbat, 5783. And William S. Ziv, and uh, he was age 87, February 26, 2023, 6 Adar, 5783. That Okay, so Pauline Miller Better Knee Hazen, age 97, February 26, 2023, 6 Adar, 5783. Faye Walls Knee Lemel, age 75, February 26, 2023, 16 Adar, 5783. There is an obituary about George Stewart this week and also a national obituary about Richard Belzer who was a uh, comedian and a, um, a character actor. Uh, this week is the coupon page, and there is an ad on the back cover for JCGC's um, Jewish Cemeteries of Cincinnati uh, field supervisor, Ronnie King, is retiring. Uh, and uh, support our campaign to honor... Ronnie's legacy to our community. After 23 years of service to our Jewish community at both United Jewish Cemeteries and then at Jewish Cemeteries of Greater Cincinnati, Ronnie King is retired. Many of you have experienced Ronnie's compassion and gentle assistance while at services or visiting the cemeteries. To thank and to honor Ronnie, we're asking for contributions to Jewish cemeteries, which will support improvements to the maintenance shop and improve working condition for the field crew. Contributions can be made by check to JCGC's <coughs> JCGC, uh, Montgomery Road, or via PayPal, uh, or go to jcgccincinnati.org uh, to donate. All right. So it's a shorter show today because uh, I want to just get one in, and uh, I'm going to be leaving soon to go listen to the Megillah. All right. So... Our joke of the week, um, and next week we have actually a, a sponsor starts. Uh, we'll start having a sponsor for the joke of the week. That starts up next week, which will be Hel Hellman's Clothiers. All right, so joke of the week. Are you ready? An Englishman in New York stopped at a window in the middle of which stood one lone clock. The Englishman went inside. Hello, he called. From behind the curtain stepped a bearded man in a skull cap. 
Would you please inspect this watch? The Englishman worked at the strap. Tell me whether it needs. Why are you asking me? Asked the bearded one. Aren't you a jeweler? No, I'm a moil. A what? A moil. I perform circumcisions. Good Lord, exclaimed the Englishman. Why do you have a clock in your window? Mister, sighed the moil. What would you put in the window? Use your imagination. <laughs> okay. So that concludes our show for the day. It's a little short, but I wanted to get it quickly and, and in. And, and we hope Julia is feeling better. Uh, she's been ill, and uh, uh, just a lot of things have been happening. And uh, uh, tonight starts Purim, so everybody have a great time. And um, have a wonderful Purim if you hear this after Purim, because you probably will be listening to it after Purim. So have a great Purim, and we will get back on our normal schedule starting this week. So thanks for joining us, everyone. Happy Purim, everyone. Bye-bye.